Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And it is mid-April in Champaign-Urbana, here where we live. And normally that would mean that we'd be attending the Roger Ebert Film Festival, also known as Ebert Fest. Um, Unfortunately, like a lot of things, it was canceled this year. So for our podcast this week, we're talking about movies that have been featured at Ebert Fest in, in the past years. And one of them is called Quick Stop. It came out in 2001, but it was shown at the 2002 Ebert Fest. And Matt's going to tell us about it. Yeah, so Quick Stop was directed and written by Michael Giglio and also co-stars Michael Giglio. Mm -hmm. Uh, It takes place in what IMDb describes as a small Midwestern town. (laughs) I believe it's in the Chicago area, Mm -hmm. by some indicators there in the the film. But... um, it basically features uh, uh, a story of, among other things, you know, young people who aspire for more. Mm-hmm. Um, the particular um, aspirational MacGuffin in this is the you know they, they want to go to Hollywood um, uh, and I guess I guess become movie stars. Um, that's the dream of uh, Lucky, who's played by Michael Giglio, and then Dee Dee uh, kind of mentions that too, but I think. Dee Dee is a young woman who is sort of drifting through life at that at that moment, and just might kind of say whatever she thinks will sound good to whoever she's with. Right. Uh, but yeah, Mike uh, Mike uh, is the I think the real name of Lucky, and and Dee Dee uh, they both uh, are sort of the stars of this, uh, along with um, Ruthie, who is Mike uh, slash Lucky's ex. Right, mm-hmm. and she's a waitress at a local diner restaurant, and there's a, um, a Rich Komenich in here who who plays Emil. <laughs> uh, it's sort of a difficult movie to describe plot wise because um, it's mostly a movie about people, mm-hmm. and that's actually why I love it. And we'll get more into that as as we discuss it. But yeah. Um, small Midwestern town, probably around Chicago. Um, Lucky, Dee Dee, Ruthie, and Emil. And yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. It kind of starts out as kind of a, a road trip movie. I mean, there's a meeting between two of the characters. There's this. They decide they're going to go to Hollywood to be actors, and. Yeah, the, the the screenplay takes a lot of unexpected directions, and it never really becomes the road movie that it sets out to be, um, because it is. It, it it instead it takes time to be about these characters and the the problems that they have and um, the relationships that they form. Um, so Michael Giglio is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays what I. I guess you would call him the the bad boy that a lot of women seem, at least in the context of this movie, a lot of women seem to find him irresistible and fall head over heels for him. But he he's very troubled and he does not treat them well. And there's just, it's an interesting dynamic that he has with these two young women. Oh. The screenplay is just really, really smart, I think. The dialogue is good. Um, it, like I said before, it takes a lot of unexpected twists and turns. Um, there's a wonderful, wonderful framing. So there's two scenes in this movie that are set in a hotel room. 
one near the beginning, one near the end. And there's some similarities between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, but the situations are so different. And I just think that's such a clever and impactful, um, framing of this movie. Mm -hmm. And if, when you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about and you should see it. Um, but it's just so, so good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this is a very under-the-radar independent film. I doubt many people have seen it. I think that's why we wanted to talk about it, because when we saw it at Ebertfest, we were very impacted by it, both of us. And, yeah, it's one that definitely worth checking out. Yeah. It's interesting. So I had not watched it since the 2002 Ebertfest, so, you know, mm-hmm. 18 years ago. And uh, I didn't remember anything about it specifically, mm-hmm. except for that last hotel room scene that you, you talk about. Um and I, all I remembered about it was I was very impacted by it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to watch it again. Uh, and Michael Giulio was actually there at Ebertfest uh, and, and did a Q&A afterwards. But um, watching it again, I mean, I was just reminded through and through why it impacted me. And one of the reasons is it is a very smart script. And two, I feel like the acting is really high level here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, so every time you're watching a movie, there's always a, a sort of a artifice of acting that you're that you're you're watching this and you a movie and you know these people are acting and some you know a lot of times people portray themselves in, on screen in a way that isn't quite realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a lot of filmmaking, and so you, you, you we we just that is what is to be expected. Mm-hmm. I say that because in this movie, I felt like I was watching real people. And I mean that in a good way. I don't mean it in a bad way of like, oh my gosh, these are like, you know, people who don't know what they're doing. And it's like a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing making a movie. This is not that at all. This is people who um, are acting so well that I I am completely enveloped in this, in this, in thinking that it's, you know, it feels like a reality. I mean, I know it's a film, but I feel like it's real. Um, the only times where it falters a little bit for me is when that sort of artifice of acting appears where then they kind of maybe they falter a little bit and it sort of feels like, okay, yeah, I'm watching a movie, but um, that's fairly rare. Um, And to that end, one of the things I like about this, and this is down to, I think the script and the acting, but these characters occupy some movie tropes, right? But they don't behave in that movie trope way. So in other words, I mean, I've seen movies where a kind of a sketchy guy will pick up a a young woman, right? Mm -hmm. And he's a very um, stereotypical... Those those characters tend to be very stereotypical. Mm -hmm. And then they all... You know, the guy and the woman do very stereotypical things and they act in, in very predictable ways. And in this movie, I mean, there's the first scene of the hotel room we'll talk about where, I, you know, there's so many f- fits and starts here that t- between um, the characters of, of Lucky and Dee Dee that it, I mean, it seemed very real to me, right? It, yeah. it seemed like these are very human characters who, um, you know, are you feel empathy for it. Um, there's a scene in, in, in the, the, I think the first scene in the, in the diner where the character Ruthie plays, Ruthie, who's Lucky's ex. And you don't know what's going on at first. It's a little weird. And I was, you know, a little worried, like, oh, is this movie going to become a little, you know, 
it's a little too indie almost, you know, and strange and bizarre. But no, there, there, there's a reason Ruthie acts the way she does at first. And when she has this moment where she kind of unleashes... I, I again in that in that moment and in that in that scene you just feel so much for her and completely understand um it crystallizes her character kind of crystallizes just just with that particular dialogue yeah no i i agree with you you know i mentioned that it's a road trip that never goes anywhere they don't go anywhere they don't go very far physically but certainly emotionally they all have a journey that they take and um yeah, it, the movie portrays that in such a humanistic way. It has so much compassion for its for its characters, and they do seem very real. Um, you know, there are times where maybe it edges into the melodramatic, and it, it feels a, a little false. But I think for the most part, it's it feels completely real. Um, yeah, the acting is just is just so so strong. Um, they're also you know. It's, there's a lot of heartbreak in the movie, but there's also comedy, too. Um, you know, you mentioned that first scene where we see Ruth, Ruthie, is that her name? Yeah. And she, yeah, it is a little weird at first. It's a little funny at first at times. Um, but then it's, it's, it's ultimately, like you said, kind of heartbreaking, too. So it's, 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 yeah, it's full of real emotion. And we haven't, you know, the character of Emile... Um, he has some scenes. He has some um, some some dialogue that I think is heartbreaking as well. Um, just they, they all have very moving moments. I think. Yeah. So I, you know, this movie is is really, really, really good. So I've talked before in this podcast about how we bring ourselves to. Uh, movies when we when we watch them, you know, uh, it's not any particular, anything particularly profound, but you know, it it, it I think it's, it's worth remembering, and I, I say that here because this movie hit me on a certain level in that um, I recognized a lot of people in it mm-hmm. that I uh, and and even a little bit of myself too, but um, you know, back in the mid to late nineties, that was my time period when I was you know. Um, late teens, early 20s, and I kind of did all the crazy, stupid stuff you do in those years and um, knew a lot of people that maybe I normally wouldn't have known, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone, you know, sometimes people are just kind of floating around in life, right? And they're not quite sure where they're going to go, what they're going to do. They have dreams and hopes and aspirations, and sometimes they do things to realize that. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they try and they they, they don't succeed. Um, but I mean, I have known <laughs> Lucky and Dee Dee and and Ruthie and 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 Emil. I mean, I've known these characters, and um, that's another reason why this all felt very real to me and it hit home. And it was it was just like wow, you know. Uh, um, yeah. And and I think. Another thing that occurred to me when I was watching this movie, and even thinking about it afterwards, my, my mind didn't change on it, but is um, is the the lack of judgment, and I mean that in a good way. I mean these are characters. So let me backtrack for a second. So <laughs> I'll be watching a film sometimes, and this is actually is the case for a lot of movies, right? Where there are characters who are in relationships. In this movie, it's just all about relationships of various kinds, and. There are movies, though, that where people are in relationships and one person, you know, you kind of are more for one person than the other. 
and you're saying like, I don't know why this person is continuing to hang around this other person and they just need to move on and you almost get kind of a visceral anger at it, you know, and that kind of thing. I didn't feel that with this. And yes, there are characters who make bad decisions in this movie <laughs> and maybe don't treat somebody the way that they should be treated uh, or who are thoughtless or who uh, whatever. But I never felt myself judging anyone in this movie. Um, I, I, instead, I was looking at their humanity and the fact that, you know, I don't think anyone in this movie, except maybe for the one cop who's, yeah, we'll leave that there, but, uh, <laughs> no one in this movie really is, um, a bad person per se. They may sometimes make bad decisions, mm-hmm. but, um, they are first and foremost human beings and, uh, I just sitting there, just kind of wanting the best for them, and you know, I, and <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's sort of a mild running gag in this movie about how you know, obviously, Lucky. You can tell by the people when he runs into these various characters. Uh, you can tell he's been talking to people for a long time about going to Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. and he's never done it. I've known people like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I granted, I've lived in the same town for almost all my life, and so many people that I talk to have <laughs> just. Just talking about how, like, I'm getting out of here, and I'm just going to go to, like, you know, wherever it is they're talking about they're going to go. And, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, I'm like, hmm, you're um, still here. When are you going to make that trip to, uh, you know, whatever? And, you know, that's people, right? Um, Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you, you mentioned bad decisions. There are decisions made by these characters that, you know, when you're watching it, you're just, like, rolling your eyes and, like, like why are you doing this? But then, yeah, I, I know these characters. I know people who've made bad decisions like this. You just have to read the news, and you, every day you'll see people who've made bad decisions like this. It happens all the time. The movie takes its time to try to allow you to know these characters and know why maybe they're making these decisions, or at least try to get you to a point where you're understanding who these people are and why they're doing what they're doing. And yeah, I think it's a really special film in, in, in that regard. Um, so even though there's a lot of kind of things that you're surprised, decisions that you're surprised that they're taking, it, it never seems false. It never seems wrong. It seems like it's actually grounded in reality. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Let's talk briefly about the, um, the look of the film. Uh, cinematography is by David Blood, you know, and I mentioned earlier Michael Giulio's mm-hmm. director. Uh, it's it's certainly, I mean, it's an indie film, right? Yeah. Uh, very much in the, you know, in the definition of that. And um, it has that look to it. But, but I, I think the look, I don't think another type of look would work for this movie, right? Um, this movie, if, if this was a studio film that, you know, had a, crisp, clear, high-def look to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would not suit this material at all. Well, you know, and speaking, both of us can speak as people who've grown up and lived in the med- Midwest their whole life. Mm-hmm. It feels very Midwest. Oh, yeah. I mean, that bar that they go to, the the motel that they stay in, the, the diner that they visit. I mean, it all feels very Midwest, so it certainly has a, a good sense of place. Yes, yes, definitely. Agree. Uh, I can't recommend this movie enough. Uh, I... I will caution, I don't know if it's going to be everybody's cup of tea. Hmm. Um, yeah. It, it's just it's just not. I mean, it's not your Hollywood studio uh, fair. Um, I think you kind of, if you, if you, I think, I think it's something that you should watch. I think you can, um, 
you know, it's a movie that you experience. And if you have your heart and mind open, I think you'll <laughs> enjoy it. But it, I'm going to just caution. I don't know if it's going to be everybody's cup of tea. Sure. That being said, uh, what do you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 9. And so our score is an 8.8. It is on the tomato meter. I'll bring up a score here. So <laughs> it's only got five critic reviews, but it has a 100% score on the critic portion of the tomato meter. And sort of going to my point, though, uh, audience score is a 60%. Right. So your mileage may vary. I think you should check it out. And we it was streaming as well, right, on Amazon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.